Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. And I've been here. This is the Black Country Blokes tuning the Fat with me, Kev Dillon, and Lee Campbell. And yes, here we are back in the studio. Now, wonderfully it feels. Now, this is our 101 episode. Now, who the 40? You know, I mean, we didn't even realize it was the 100th episode until last week, and that's halfway through the show. That's right. And it's um, some of the topics we've covered over these 100 odd episodes, you know, from me and Lee, uh, our second ever episode, Two Sides of the Same Coin. And maybe that didn't get enough airtime as it should have because we're very new to it. And maybe it was the, it was a poignant topic, but maybe it wasn't a, a grab your by the heart topic. But what it actually was, was Two Sides of the Same Coin, me having a disability and Lee having a child with a disability. So it was people going through the same struggle, but from different angles. And over the next few weeks, we're going we're gonna to redo it and see what you think. As you said, when we first started, we were absolute novices. And that's our second episode, Two Sides of the Same Coin. And through the last 100 episodes, we've had some, <clears throat> beg my pardon, we've had some great guests on, haven't we? From Andy Plant, was one of our first talking about really hard subjects to Andrew Price, two-time national champion coming from the traveling community. Who was some of our, Dan Browning from Tough Enough to Care was one of our first downstairs. Ben Taylor from RNL Barbers. And we've had, and these were like Ashley Nixon. Some of them, even before we had video, weren't they, bruv? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Did we do? I think we had video at that point. I can't uh, remember now. Dan Browning was on video. video Price yeah. was on video. Uh, but the others were downstairs. Like we started off in the room where we now do our support groups, all huddled together like this, all talking and yeah, come a long way, come a long way back in the studio. Yeah, but um, I mean the the topic of this conversation is what makes a good conversation, and I think it's whether we've we feel like we've improved within that com within our conversation from doing this. Um. I think that's a, you know, it's the conversation is key to everything that we're doing and everything that we're trying to portray. We're asking people to talk, we're asking people to to let go of their fears and 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 open up, and it's a big part of it. And I feel myself that we, that I've definitely opened up more. It, it's got a lot easier coming on here. It's got a lot easier since the support groups as well. To be quite honest, um, to see what people go through and struggle, and are brave enough to come out and talk about that it's something to witness isn't it and it's funny like because both things um aren't necessarily natural are they what we've done like sitting here and openly talking to our people from all around the world about panic attacks and some of the things you've kept close to your chest all your life and often like me and you've known each other bloody 25 years and it wasn't until the last three years four that we've started expressing it yeah. and then since we've been doing this coming up to two years now no matter what it is you can literally go and talk to each other yeah, that's right that's right but that takes a that takes a lot to i'm probably the worst but you know me many years and you kid we've been through it like I, I was the quiet one all the time wasn't mm-hmm. i so to come on here and do stuff like this is I, I still sometimes am i really doing this am i really gonna go out there and put all this out in the mm-hmm. open 
you know, um, what we got to, we've all got to do it. We've all got to do it to lower that suicide rate within men um, because it's it's out of control and it's getting worse. So we've all got to open up. And if it means me coming on here every week and, and doing that and uh, fighting the fear not, not to do it. I mean, I remember when you asked me to do it and I was all up, for, yeah, yeah, I'll come and do it. Mm. And I was uh, on the drive up here, I thought, Bloody hell, you do it. You don't even, <laughs> you, you don't even like it, like talking to yeah. people. You know, you don't, you know, it's not something you do. What the hell am I doing? But here we are, you know, 101 episode. This is so, that's all you, good. Have you fed in the real world though? Because it's like, oh, you're leaving black country blokes, and then people just, people you'd never dream of it, just randomly open up about something and go, like, I've never really talked about this, but the night that you, it you've like a good straight right down down the button. You know what? It's absolutely crazy the amount of people who've opened up more to me now, and they mentioned the texts I sometimes get after shows. And um, you know, we have we we have a few comments coming in all the time on these shows, but some people are still still won't comment, even though they've probably got something really good good to add to the conversation because yeah. because of their fears, and I understand that. But they will text me after the show and say, "I really related to that." Mm. And there is one person that's who did it after uh, Kieran's episode. Yeah. Um, when he when he was talking about his um, the way he builds things up in his head, and and before you know it, a little pave cups turned him to yeah. a hospital visit, thinking he's he's dying. And it and the person I, I say I won't mention it because they they didn't comment on on the show, and it's it's unfair of me to do it. But it really surprised me that he texted me and said how much he could relate to to that conversation and uh, how much it had helped him. And in the fun, like even a support group, um, I've had people who've gone to mainstream therapies, and I, I believe in it, so I'm not knocking the therapy at all. But they've said, like, some of the stuff from average day Joe's, and how you're talking about it, you're not men in suits, you're not there trying to analyze me, and you'll say something, and three or four or two or one person in the group will go, Nick, you too. I've never heard anyone in the real world say about that. So, from doing this to our support groups to having a chat in the pub or in the in the gym or in the supermarket, it's great because these conversations, we're so frightened about what the other person's going to say. And when you're allowing these people to go, blooming neck, you're not going to judge me. You're not going to laugh at me. You're not going to bully me. And then when you say, not only that's all right, but you go, I've had a taste of that. You can see it's like they've taken a 50 kilogram weight off the back and gone, Thank God, that, that's over and done with now. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But what what advice would you give anyone then to to have a better conversation with someone? I think conversation. Because we call shut you up most of the time. Kim. I think that's <laughs> half the problem there, isn't it? <laughs> conversation when you're being intimate needs um, needs loyalty. Needs that kind of because when you are being so intimate and. I talk to a lot of people and because experience is a big thing. And sometimes if with a partner or with an old pal and you've said something and they've used it against you, then it's heartbreaking. And like with every experience, it you, you end up building walls. So I think you've got to find rapport and loyalty with people before it. But don't let a past experience necessarily stop you from doing something else. But I know that's easier said than done because I've had it before and you've confided in people and you've loved people. And never rubbed it in your face. But don't, what's the old saying? Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Because it has happened, be more wary 
but don't let it stop you from trying it again. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. I think you've also got to kind of get used to um, within life. You've got to kind of get used to that rejection and that that hit, um, and still keep going forward. You know, if we if we all stopped it, I know it's all it's a bit more awkward because you're talking about something some vulnerability, so it's a bit more harder to do. It's harder to open up. But if it doesn't work the first time, doesn't mean it's not going to work the next time. You know, you choose a different person to talk to, a different place. And, and you know, you can't try not to let that one experience put you off. Well, I think I was talking to someone the other day and he was saying about that exact same scenario when um, he trusted someone and they broke his heart. And that always reminds me of that good old saying, it's easier to forgive an enemy than it is to forgive a friend. Because one you don't like anyway is an enemy. So anything you do as you expect. When someone you love betrays you, it hurts you twice as much. But don't let that put you off love. Like we've all had our heart broken, but we've got to keep trying because you know the end result could be something that could change your life. And that's like suffering with silence. What's old saying? Suffering in silence is a perpetrator's best friend, or suffering in silence, misery loves misery. Mm-hmm. So we've got to try and find ways to step away from the misery, be it by talking, exercising, socializing groups therapy whatever it is medication you've got to find your medicine and through the last 100 episodes we've that saying has stayed with us the whole way you've got to find your medicine and don't let other people force the medicine down your throat because you'll know when it's right but don't let the the bad experience put you off everything altogether actually uh charlene we're getting loads of comments today thank you everyone for commenting in i will try and put them all up but i'm trying to listen to kev at the same time so Kev, if, I, if it doesn't look like I'm listening to you, you know I'm not. why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing new. <laughs> it's kept droning on again. <laughs> no, but uh, Charlene put, uh, I think the biggest worry is that you will burden someone else. I think that's a very important point to make. And um, I think you've said it a million one times. I mean, you, Kev, uh, you prefer to someone burden themselves and you end up going to their funeral but you say it a lot better so (laughs) (laughs) well it's right you know when we say and this is i hear this so often and this is a good old pals and family and they go well kev i I just didn't want to bother you i didn't want to be a burden and we've all got that if we're blessed enough to have that person like i've got lee he's got me and i've got aaron and craig and my brothers and sisters from the club and the Dylan family and whoever it is, if you've got that one person, so I'd rather have one good person than a thousand fake people. If you've got that one person you can rely on, cling on to them. That's love. That is the purest form of love. When you've got someone and you can rely on them and the beauty of when they struggle, they can rely on you because it's a two way thing. So be there for one another. Cause I hear it all the time. I don't want to be a burden. And as Lee butchered my saying, <laughs> I would rather you burden me by interrupting my dinner time with um, my wife and daughter than devastate me by hearing that you completed suicide or you had a breakdown or you'd, you had, yeah, struggling, struggling. So we have got to not push people down, but pull each other up. It's our human obligation to help. And you'll know your friend, you know, uh, like Aaron prefers a text message. I prefer a phone call, so I'm doing these guys' heads in 24-7, phoning them, you know what I mean? But you've got to know what suits your people. It's not a bother to love. It's not a bother to care. So accept that love and that caring back. It's just not a burden, is it? I think no. full stop. It's just not a burden to, to you. 
interact with conversation, whether it's good or bad. And we've said it many times before, the person who's who's um, talking to that person and trying to manage them through, you, you don't actually have to say anything a lot of the time. You just have to be there to listen. I think that's really important, the, the art of listening. Well, that's it. It's, we've always say, I guess Craig originally said it, one thing to hear it is another thing to listen to it. Because how many times in um, passive conversation, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, trying to get my word across, sometimes, even like a, a natural chatterbox like me, sometimes just lean back, soak it in, let them talk. And sometimes, as Lee says, saying nothing is as good as saying something. You know your people. It's, it's funny you mentioned Craig, because I was on the phone to Craig the other day, and um, he hasn't been on the, the podcast. He hasn't left anything like that. It's just he's going through a, a tough time himself. And I was, I've got to be honest, I was a bit like, I've got to, you know, I, I want to phone Craig, but I really don't know what to say. I don't know what to say to him. We could, we won't go into what's happening because that's his story and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put, put him out of place. But I didn't know what to say to him. And I kind of put the phone call off for a while just because of that. I thought, what am I going to say? How can I, how can I you know, say anything that's going to make this better? In the end, I called him and it, and it turned out I didn't have to say anything. You know, I didn't have to say anything at all. He appreciated the call and that was there for him. And uh, as we know, Craig can talk anyway, so he took my ear off. Yeah. Um, but he thanked me after because it helped just just mm. being there on that side of it. Yeah. And sometimes, like when you, uh, this isn't with Craig, but in general, when you've had a bereavement or you've had something, your natural action is um, a feeling. That person's going, well, I feel shit. I feel, uh, but then you go, and I feel shit. Is there anything I can do for you? Is there, you know, do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to... Well, sometimes, sorry, Kev, I sometimes feel like they're empty words. I've, yeah. like, I've been in that situation many a times where um, the little one's been in hospital and someone, uh, you know, obviously, you, <laughs> everyone always, how, how you doing? Yeah. And as you say, it's always shit. You ask it because you get yeah. the conversation going, is there anything I can do for you? And it always, mm. like, it feels like a fallback sentence mm. more than a... a I really want to do something for you because yeah. you kind of know the answer to the question as well. There's not many people. Yeah, actually what you can do is take my daughter out of hospital here and yeah. make her well, because it ain't going to happen. Or, so, e or even then say like, I'm going to the gym. Do you want to come? I'll come and pick you up. Or can I pop around for a coffee? If you invite me to the gym and pick me up, Kev, I'm going to be trying to finish me. <laughs> but you know your people, but I think the yeah. important thing is, as Lee says, sometimes we feel like it's a, throwaway comment but sometimes um a message a phone call a voice note whatever it is just to remind people that you're not forgotten because sometimes like when there's um i've known people and their their siblings died or the child's died or something's happened and as you said ago well, i want to thank you but what on earth to say well you go from 10 close friends and then they all fade away and then loneliness is mental health's best friend. No matter what you're going through, be it suicidal, depression, anxiety, when you're alone and you're set to dwell, so the odd message is to go, you know what I am. If you do want to rattle on me, and then try and back it up a little bit, but actions where words are, but just remind people that you are there. And I'm not saying, you know, on their Facebook, hi, champ, hi, champ, hi. Private message them. So we're not trying to get the attention, private message or more, whichever way you do, do it on the private. So you're not doing it for, hey guys, I'm trying to help. 
personally message them, you know, then you're doing it for the right reasons. I've never understood that side of things. Anyway. Well, I don't think I understand social media. <laughs> <laughs> but people who post on their, on social media, it's that they're struggling and stuff like that. I never, never really understood that. I understand, you know, some people, that's the way they express it themselves, I suppose, but it just it blows my mind. I think I'm very much like you, private message and whatever mm-hmm. else. Or, or we'll do it on a podcast. Or we'll do it on a podcast. I suppose it's any different All around the world. It, yeah. Well, at least we're having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like if um, my wife said, uh, I'm having an affair, I wouldn't go, oh, Facebook. Uh, <laughs> my wife's having an affair with a bin man. <laughs> you know, <it's>, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, but... Different stroke for different folks. Some people are doing it for a pat on the back. Some people, hey, do I look fat? Of course you look fat, Kev. (laughs) You are fat. (laughs) But, but, you know, some people are doing it. Hey, babe, no, you don't look fat. You look gorgeous. And But you've got to sieve through the manure to realise some are real, some people, that is their their way of getting attention. You know what, though? I've, uh, I was listening to another podcast today. Not the oh, Black you Country traitor. Days. I know, yeah. Oh, terrible, God it's terrible. It's bad enough being a part of them, let alone listen to them again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get you on the phone call five times a day. I don't need to listen to them again. But yeah, um, it was Elon Musk, actually, and he and he, he, he stopped all social media. And um, it's made him a lot happier. And I think mm. everyone can learn from that, actually. Having breaks from it and stopping it is a really good thing to do. As we said on some of the earlier episodes when we've had a hitting a therapist on and saying, but we get that endorphins normally in the real world. Oh, you're looking good, champ, or you've done exercise, or you've done something, and boom, what a bit of endorphine. Whereas nowadays with certain media, like, oh, and you have that little shudder, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. So it is addictive. When we've said this is like from uh, Las Vegas and all these clever clog people around the world have found a formula so we can have that. That dopamine, that you know, that that euphoria by having a like, or so be aware, you know. It's, but we live in a plastic world, yeah. And sometimes it's it's easier to go. Um, Here I am. I, I I feel pretty. Oh, you look pretty. You look pretty. You look pretty. To actually going and doing something to do something really. Sorry, I just want to go back to something we we're talking about earlier. Steve Hansel's uh, sent Thank in. You, Steve, I, I hate the question. How are you? Are they really ready for me to open up and tell the tell people what's going in on my head? It's hard to judge when it's being said in pa- passing or with care. And that's what I was saying. That's mm. basically what I was saying. I, I feel like it is a throwaway comment, and I think maybe we need to change that language. Um, because, again, most of the time, if you're phoning up and asking that question, you, you already know the answer to it. You know, you already know. You know, you don't, you don't, you start with hi and go into a conversation. If you know something's wrong, you ask how are you, and it, it is very much a throwaway comment. I think that, com- I think that needs to go and something put in its place. I'll well, leave that to you, though, Kev. But a lot of the English language is like that, though, isn't it? How are you, mate? Sound? Mm. Or safe? Or, we've got all these different words around the UK. Abinia. Why, hi, mate. And old duck, and and all the same. But you, you never go. And we've said this a million times. My wife's left me. My kids ill. Yeah, my right, just come back. It's not looking good. We don't. We don't do that. I think the gesture in itself is trying to be good, but through language and everything's a throwaway comment. And it is that. How are you? I'm all right. We don't have that follow question. It can't, it's too easy to answer as well, yeah. isn't it? 
And it's either I'm all well tough enough to care, our brothers are tough enough to care. They always say, ask the second question, I'm all right. No, really, how are you? You know, or mm. are you sure? Because we, we brush it off like water off a duck's back. But, but you know, I, I, I was on a, a day course about that as well. And um, and oh, again, not going into too much detail, but there's someone else on that course who had, um, uh, who had a daughter who had mental health issues. Mm. And one of the worst things for her was that, how are you? And asking it again. Mm. Because it was like she didn't believe what she was saying. Oh, I'm fine. Are you sure? You know, it was like, oh, you don't, she don't believe me. She don't believe that I'm fine. The thing is with mental health, we all wear masks and I'm not on about, you know, what these masks we've had to wear over the last 12 months, we've all got our masks on. But if you suffer with mental health, we wear one of these, but an invisible one, because we don't want anyone to see the real us. And the people who I know have com completed suicide over my years, a lot of them have been jacked the lads. You know what I mean? You wouldn't know anything was happening. That person who was always, oh, what was me on, on and everywhere on Facebook and everything, I'm having a bad day, I'm having a bad day. You keep your eye on them. But most of us who have had our problems wear a mask because we don't want people to know. We don't want our nearest and dearest to worry. We don't want to bother our nearest and dearest. So maybe we've got to start picking the people who we just lower the mask down to. You know, and as Hansel said, he hates that question. Well, he's one of your best friends in the world, isn't he? And well, you know what the funny thing is, I think about it, and actually I've probably over the last two, three weeks asked him that about 50 times. Yeah. <laughs> because, again, it's your, it's your uh, go-to, yeah. you know. Um, but I'm lucky that I am really good friends with Steve and he's, he's, he's opened up to me. And I think, once again, I've got my old pals and a few found me up and said, like, oh, Kev, um, your legs fell off. How are you? I don't start to throw away and I go, yeah, I, I, I'm not the best because we've built up that loving relationship, that, that trust. But when it's just um, Tom DeCorari goes, oh, I heard about your leg falling off, I am, yeah? Then your natural reaction is to be polite and go, I'm all right, mate, I'm, I'm surviving. So you've got to know who who to accept that as a brushaway comment and who to go, you know what, champ, I'm, I'm <laughs> that good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what we're gonna do. There we go. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying, Kevin. It does. It make it makes complete sense. But I think because we, well, I've said this on many of our podcasts. You know, everything's a throwaway comment. Oh, if I take these glasses off, I'm blind. It's a bit fuzzy. You're long sighted. You're short sighted. Oh, I'll tell you something. I've got a migraine. You've got a bit of an headache. Mm. But it's not saying taking anything away from blindness or migraines. Or I'll tell you something. I did a washing up twice a day. I've got OCD. No, you're like your dishes clean. But because we oh, sorry, going back to that, I mean that was one of the best episodes actually with Steve yeah. when he explained OCD to me because I I thought it was that. I'll mm. be honest, I thought, oh, fucking hell, Steve, you go around cleaning everything. Mm. <laughs> you know, you want to come round out? You know what I mean? You want to do the mm. car while you're here? Yeah, kind of thing. But it, um, but again, that's why these conversations are important because if you want to learn something, talk talk to real people who experience what's going on what's going on within their mind, within their life. Talk to those people because that's real experience, that's lived experience, and you will learn something. Well, you saying that, I mean, when Peter come on and talked about um, dementia, dementia, I learned so much on that hour than I, I've, I've ever learned from dementia. Then we've had, like, 
Pat Lewis come on talk about his experience at Hillsborough and how, you know, it's haunting, you know, because I'd heard about it, you know, and then uh, living with them. Again, though, so, so something like Pat Lewis coming on and talking about that, he put you there, didn't he? Yeah. Listening to his conversation, you he put you as if you were that boy within that crowd going through that, you know, what he was going through. And then having Sky Stewart on talking about trans uh, being transgender. That's still painful, that one. <laughs> the, uh, we learned surgery. so much, though. And then having, like, false HIV um, results. And, but I learned so much about it. And I, this has really taught me about uh, to, um, another one, um, gaming addictions. Something like me, a dinosaur, I have no idea. I, I remember bloody Sonic the Hedgehog and Golden Axe. <laughs> And when people are telling us about it, it's a world I'm not familiar with. And it's so easy being a bloke, going, oh, what a load of cods wallop, oh, you know what I'd do. And when you listen to the pain that somebody vegans can cause and how addictions can affect you and how, how it feels to be uh, born into the wrong body, and I've learned so much. And hopefully, you know, you guys have been on the journey with us and you think, well, this was an average day Joe, who I could have been at work with or sat on the bus with or whatever, and I never knew these things happened. And when Debbie Slater from the Black Country Women's Aid come on, and she was giving us the statistics about abuse, stalking, um, slavery in the Black Country, it was, you know, we were doing this virtually. I'm, I was going, unbelievable. It's happening in the country, in the world, but this was happening in the Black Country. Yeah, it was scary, actually, wasn't it, Kevin? Yeah. As both of us springing up daughters mm. um, to really realise what was going on around us. It's absolutely terrifying. And we, we're quite lived people, and we? yeah. we're out there. It's not like yeah. we sheltered or yeah. But that was, yeah, it's absolutely scary. And hopefully, hopefully people have listened to that. And, it's, and it's, if anyone is doing any abusive behaviour, mm. they've changed because of it. It's frightening. Or if someone is being abused... That we've had that at the end of the year on the show notes, there's so many helplines there, and these aren't ones some have been given to us, like language and therapy, some from the Black and Children's Age, some we've had papyrus on talking about child um, suicide, we've had the Samaritans. So it's been brilliant to have so many of these experts on and from these great organizations and having these contacts. So it's not just um, you see it on the bus driving past you, it's great when you can talk to these people. And what I've found, like with the Samaritans, Papyrus, Black Country Women's Aid, it isn't just a phone call. It's an email. It's an app. It's a DM. It's all these things that I have no idea about. But for people that they can they can write anonymously and they can get in touch so the perpetrator or the abuser can't find it. And but I, I always just thought it was phone up. I hope he doesn't catch me or I hope she doesn't catch me. I think with the Samaritans especially, you thought it was a suicide hotline as well, mm. didn't you? Where actually it's not. They cover anything to do with your mental health, don't they? You phone them up just for a chat, basically, and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll help you. It's not just about, I, I feel suicidal, I need to phone them. You can you can contact them way before that point. Well, what interested me is, Chris, um, I don't want to butcher the stats, but I'm just going to throw it out that it's, you know, don't So you're going to anyway. <laughs> but he was saying like 60 or 70%. You know what I mean? I haven't got on it. But weren't to do with suicide. It was, I'm having a wobble. I am um, a bit more wit's end. And I'm amazed 
that we haven't got like a one one two or a nine nine two. Because my wife worked on the ambulances for years, which is saying the amount of phone calls you have for someone having a wobble. They're not quite at that point of suicide yet, but they have just they're off the meds, they're poorly, they're having a breakdown, they're out of relapse. But then uh, um, uh, Joe Plum, who's been on here, and he was mentioned about shout. And I'd love it with all the drama and the awareness that we have now got through lockdown and mental health for one day for this to be funded. But after how many years of the Samaritans being funded, they're still not getting funded. How the air ambulance in this country still aren't getting funded. Not, not getting not getting the, enough funding, I think, is the key that they have to, have to fundraise is where the issue is. I'm presuming that they both actually do get funding, just not enough to... to to cover everything they have to fundraise as well. well I, I really think if we could get early doors with this, and Donna O'Connell, I don't know if you're watching, one of my lifetime friends, and she she wants to get it put in place where um, you phone up your GP and go, hello, uh, receptionist, uh, I'm having a wobble, I'm having panic attacks. And then NHS will say, well, bear with us, we'll be there in 8, 10, 12, 16 weeks. Then she wants it to put forward. So every receptionist in the borough will then go, Mr. Dillon, have you got a crisis number? That way, even if you don't phone it, you could phone up the crisis number. And just by phoning that extra person, felt like you listened to, might stop, it might make you hold your footsteps mm. and then go further with it. Because the NHS, God bless them, we've got good friends. Um, Marcus Lenders taught me so much about working in the um, in the mental health field but if we could have that stop gap where we could just be phoning someone going i'm having a wobble and feel like i'm being left to uh listen to hopefully that's once again moving in the right direction maybe we can help with that there's, there's nothing stopping us sending out putting our doing a brochure and putting that in their face yeah you know here you go if anyone phones there you go yeah one for you kev <laughs> can deliver it to all the doctors <laughs> don't tell me to clear off no, i'm funny enough <laughs> And once, once upon a time, we were doing free sessions, and I'll come into the free sessions a bit because we're doing them again. But um, we had these posters uh, ladies could try them for free, men could try them for free. Da, 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 da. I went to my doctors and I went, um, Would you want to put this? Well, of course, we were still in £250. And I went, But we're, we're offering it for free. We, you, we're on about my, um, obesity, mental health, and, da, da, da. and I went, yeah, it's brilliant what you're doing. £250, put it on the wall. And you're thinking, I'm trying to do our best. Like we're doing free sessions once again up here because so many people have suffered through the pandemic, loneliness, losing jobs, working from home, social anxiety, putting weight on and all these things. So the BCB with the Lions Boxing Club, my home, downstairs, we're doing every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday for anyone to come and train. You know, the women can train with men, but men can't train in the women's class. And that's 10.30 to 11.30. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and ladies only, where the blokes can't come, every Wednesday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and then on the Friday, 11.30 to 12.30. Try and book in either on here on the lines ABC, because we have got to still do COVID checks and everything. But what we're trying to do is get the mind working positive and the body working. And even if you just want to turn up, have a brew, sit down on the bike, whatever, Get out the house. Let's get positive. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's free, you know. It's free. Come and have a chat with Kev. Yeah, 
If you're struggling, come and have a chat with Kev. Come and eat a bag. It will do you good. Well, don't eat a bag. You don't have to do boxing while you're here, mm. Kev. There's all kinds of training that goes on here. It's not just not just all related to boxing. Kev, Kev, Kev can certainly make you work out in many different ways. <laughs> Even if she's running away from me. <laughs> but like, when, when, I should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never found you. But like, like with, we, we have different shapes and sizes. And when you come to these classes, don't think, oh my God, I'm, I'm overweight. He's going to have me sparring. It's, Nothing like that. It's just boxing, amateur boxing has got a very bad name because we associate it with the professionals and knock the snot out of each other. How we run the club. That's another great one. Charlie Dalf, who come on, he's from the head coach of Droitwich Boxing Club. And he was talking about how boxing and Parkinson's. And you know, my granddad Bernard had Parkinson's and I always remember him being very poorly. And medication, the treatment has come on so far since then. But he's getting these people to do pad work and he's getting their their short muscle fibres going in their hand-eye coordination and the results he's doing is brilliant and that's called box positive. So find him if you've got someone with Parkinson's or you're a care of Parkinson's, box positive because it's a brilliant organisation. And But once again, we're trying to get more and more people involved, be it boxing clubs, be it um, martial arts, whatever it is. Let's stop that bollocks of... Um, it's all the lions. It's all the black country blokes. More we can make partnerships with Tough Enough to Care, Ripple, Dudley Mind, the Wolf Foundation. Um, I know I'm forgetting people, but, you know, people we've worked with, more people we can help together than we're, we're, we're helping more pots. So just helping this one pot in Briley Hill, more pots we can dip our hands into and go, oh, I've got someone here from Sedgley. I've got someone here from Wolverhampton or Handsworth and, we, the more we can help each other and not worry about taking the food off our plate. There's enough food on the table where stealing us of his plates. Let's help each other have a mighty good feast. Yeah, that's right. I think we also need to start recognising as well, Kev, that um, it's not just about men at all, no. is it? Um, there's so many women that now message us in and message us after saying, hey, we tell them, understand. Uh, and, it, you know, it evolved from we, we thought it was just going to be all kind of all about men and that toughness and, and to begin with we didn't even have female guests on this no. week because we, you know that was we thought no it's a, but actually as it's evolved we've we've realized the importance of the communication across the board you know it's it is about men talking it's about getting to men to talk more but ultimately us as men have got to talk more to the people close to us and that tends to be your, your wife your partner your girlfriend your mom your sister so yeah, it's it's a, it's an all-encompassing conversation now. I mean, some of our my favourite episodes, Anna Rockle, how much I learned once again about speech and language. Because you think speech and language, have I got a stammer? Have I got a lisp? And then you saying about communication through cards and blinking and um, uh, what's it called? The sign language. Uh, Macton is what um, what the the younger children tend to do, and then it goes to British sign language. But is and Anna explained it to me. Communication. If we, the people who can speak and listen, we take that so for granted. Mm. But communication forms us. You know what I mean? And to be able to communicate, be it through blinking or typing or signing or whatever it is, that that shows us what we're thinking, what we like, what our dislikes. So I love that episode because, once again, I learned so much. And uh, Cherry Gillings, what a remarkable guest. I we're... think we need Sherry back on. It's, oh, you know, 100%. It's, it's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
But we had her on the first lockdown, and we had her in the studio in between lockdown. But when she talks about addiction and her poetry is so remarkable. But one of my favourite people, I met her on the Mental Health First Aid course with uh, Ian Hines and Mental Health First. And once again, we've had those guys on talking about suicide and things to pick up on. Um, but we've had so many great people, men, women, old, young, professional scallywags to, you know, and it's what we've all said here. We are not experts. Me and Lee, Craig and Aaron aren't experts. We're experienced. So sometimes it's great to have like-minded souls who are experienced. And sometimes it is great to have a professional like Alexander Walker, um, Nick Davis, Peter, what's Pete's last Gavicol. name? Gavacol. And we've had these people on and you go, uh, Anna Rockle, speech language, and you go, wow. And you just listen back. And once again, against communication, it's no good using massive words if the person can't understand them. The true great teacher uses relatable language. They say something and you go, bloody hell, I understand you now. So I've had a donut here for six years trying to explain in massive words and I haven't understood a word he said. But if you can explain it on a level they understand, then that person will learn. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think Pete, Pete Gathercall did that excellently, actually. Yeah. Okay, he was very stained. And and Dr. Singh. Dr. Singh, bloody hell. How could you forget him, Kev? Yeah. <laughs> Absolute fantastic episode. Still probably one of one of my favourites. Yeah. And what a dude, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, he's been out in the ICU. He's an eye surgeon by trade, but he's had to go in the ICU. And the stories in the first lockdown, and we will get Doc back on. Uh, I met him through doing boxing shows. He's a, he comes and does the shows. God bless him. And uh, what a remarkable man. Yeah. And not forget it. I'll tell you what, actually. Alex Brooker. Alex Brooker. Who can forget I, Before Alex Brooker came on, absolutely fantastic episode again. But I went back and watched his documentary, which escape from my mind now what it's actually called but it's it is about is i think it might be uh my disability and me or something along that lines which i'd recommend everyone to go and watch but in that documentary he realizes the importance of opening up and talking um and absolutely fascinated when he came on the the podcast and such a such a nice person um definitely wasn't he careful was considering he's our first proper celebrity from the last leg trying to and you're thinking, oh, to God, he ain't. I hope he's, he is a real person. He's like, and he come on. And he's one of the lads, wasn't he? Yeah. Telling the stories and he was saying, and he, he was very small about the last leg. He was about living with disabilities, mental health, how we got into the Commonwealth, uh, how we got into reports on the Commonwealth Games and what the brilliant work Channel 4 has done for the Commonwealth Games. And what a dude. And he is as nice. In real life, is he's on the telly. Some of the stories just tell us off air that we can't repeat as well. Yeah. Absolutely. We're howling, won't we? Yeah. Absolutely cracking. Really, really nice bloke. And hopefully we get him on again because he, he wanted to come down and see, see yeah. the club. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, um, once more of the madness has blown over, yeah. we'll have him back on because he's an absolutely fascinating person to talk to. And he, uh, he's he got such a brilliant... He reminds me a lot of... Of, of Kev actually even though he's had this disability all his life it definitely hasn't stopped him doing anything definitely hasn't held him back and has such a positive mindset through it all very inspirational and very funny you know and he was a pinch of salt that wasn't he? You, no no I ain't, got the I ain't got to give to the gab otherwise <laughs> I'd be on channel 5 <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have you on 4 would they mate? no no, no. Make 5 yeah. what's it um BBC Five or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> but as I say, we've been so blessed. I mean, 
the journey we've gone on from um, basically having counselling, having a rattle to learning. And it, I found it myself and I bump into people and they go, bloody hell, Kev. You can always talk, but now you're, you're very can't get away from you. <laughs> you're very open to everything. And I think because you've become open, and we've become open as a group, those people who probably would just walk past me in the pub or how are you? Now we'll sit down and go, you know, Kev, I've been listening to you on the podcast and uh, I have depression, I have anxiety, I have a disability, I, my mum, my daughter, and it's just that person you can go, thank you. And sometimes it's for 10 minutes, sometimes it's for five hours, but it's that, thank you, I've got that off my chest. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry, I'm just changing the banner at the bottom there, Kev. So everyone knows we've got buy me a coffee. If anyone wants to go out there, buy us a coffee and, and help us do the work that we're doing. We've had some great people already uh, donate and that money will go into our overheads like internet and putting the groups on and all these little things, you know, that, you know, as we all know, nothing's free. But we put our time in for nothing. And we ain't taking a purse off it. We're just trying to keep it afloat. Yeah, I hopefully do do bigger and better things that help more people. And very soon, I know I keep saying it, but don't worry, it is getting closer. We've got some big news coming out very soon. So uh, A few bits of big news? Well, yeah, a few big, big things. So for the next couple of weeks, we're almost in May now. So we are going to have some great news coming up, several great pieces of news. So just stick with us. That's been 101, 101 episodes, this one. Have you had any more comments or...? I'll put them up, mate. Put them up as I come along. Well, and by the way, if you're listening to this on our podcast, um, we're doing a support group every Wednesday. Do you want to put the post up, bruv? And just read it out to all our... So, yeah, we've got our support group every Wednesday at the Lions Boxing Club, Ball Street, Briley Hill. That's DY53RA. And that's 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. It's a men's support group. Um, and it's very relaxed, very easygoing support group. It's just fun. And we've also started last week, actually, the, the boxing element come in. So now we do we do the first half an hour upstairs. Then we go downstairs. Um, if you want if to. If you want to. There's always someone upstairs to talk to. There's either me or Kevin will stay upstairs if anyone wants to chat. And and it's not for us for doing the exercise, basically. Yeah. But a lot of people are going to benefit from doing a bit of talking, going downstairs, hitting the crap out of a bag or the pads, and then coming back upstairs and, and continuing the conversation. Free tea and coffee as well. What more do you want? I always think, like, like with this, like, with the boxing element, you walk in and go, hey, doing, Kev? Ah, oh, my wife's doing me, Adrian. You're with the bags. While, while you get some of that going, and you go, you know what? It ain't Kate. I'm just a bit stressed. So, you know, let's get everything working together. The mind, the body. Oh, and thank you once again to the Express and Star. We had a wicked write-up today. So check it out, buy the paper. Once we get the link, we'll be sharing it. So I can also add, if you want to come to the support group, just drop us an email on blackcountryblokes at gmail.com. Um, we do have to abide by COVID safety, uh, so we have to book you in pre-coming up. But don't worry if you do. If you do book in and don't make it, don't worry about it at all. And can't make it, don't worry about it at all. You know, it's easygoing group and we won't, we won't hold it against you um, if you don't quite find the courage of that day to come in. Yeah. It does take courage, you know, to walk in, 
if it's just to an office, but when you're walking into a boxing gym, you know, your legs are trembling, but once you get here, but all walks of life here, and, you know, we're here to help each other. I'd hate for anyone to leave the group worse than they, when they came. And, you know, we've, we've had some deep conversations, and it's been great how everyone's just chipped in and helped one another. That's it. And there's usually, you usually find an answer within that room, don't you, to, to any issues you, you're finding. There's usually someone who's had a similar experience who can can at least give you a bit of advice. And you know it's real advice because they've lived that experience. Well, if anyone has got the time and you're listening to us on Apple Music, please give us a review, five star, and leave a comment because that helps to boost up. As always, please share this with your loved ones and anyone it may help. So, bro, I think I'll do us today. Yeah. Oh, uh, just one note: if you if you like the look of our t-shirts, hoodies, hats, masks, snap caps, <laughs> you can find them all on our website, and that's www.theblackcountryblokes.co.uk. And again, the profit we make out of these goes back into helping other people. We don't take a wage. We don't. It's nothing like that. It all goes back into overheads and helping people. So, help us help other people. So, got a quote? No, of course not. <laughs> That's, <laughs> <sad>. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> we need more guests on to so we can <laughs> so we get them to the quotes. Even the darkest cave can be lit with the smallest of candles. And that, that can be that conversation, that that love. So always remember, even the darkest cave can be lit, even ever so slightly, by the smallest of candles. So until we see each other next time. Take care of yourselves and each other. Tararabit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you'd like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, Tararabit. Listen, listen, listen.